know, whatever it might be from a nutrition standpoint, yeah, omega standpoint, are good for them. you know, why is our society not doing strength training and you don't need any equipment? So it's not a barrier, but why don't we? So if you want to move as you age, you need to strength that's, train. That's a good, so wisdom is practicing, practicing the knowledge you have. Nice. So, and so that's the big thing I see is that we got to increase knowledge. You have to wisdom. increase that. And number two, you have to start creating support systems and environments that support that reward support not make people feel ashamed or what yeah so again it, it should be more of a instead of having pharmaceuticals advertised every night on tv why don't we have some tips you know some basic tips that doesn't cost a dime versus well good luck with that, that yeah, good luck with that <laughs> but again i think that's the big thing in the future is you, you create this but then you got to start creating better environments better options for people with food if you're in an airport or whatever, that's the challenge. So maybe one of the biggest challenges that you're kind of saying is as we oversaturate our minds with all this information and clickbait, we're really not creating any knowledge or wisdom. We're confusing, we're dabbling, we're, we're paralyzed. Too much, too much information. Yeah, and it's no different in politics. It just, you know, again, I'm going to do the, I'm going to jiggle this over here to confuse you over there. And then, you know, so that's the challenge with, with you know, from a health standpoint is, it's the knowledge, it's the wisdom, how do you put that in practice, and then you start creating support systems around that. All right, well, welcome back to a Rest, Eat, Move podcast three weeks in a row. Um, the big fella's in the hot seat today. Today we're going to do Ask Dad or Ask Chris questions from the prevention guy, Chris Johnson. Before I get into the questions, um, as always... We're hearing great feedback from the last two podcasts, trying to bring you tremendous value, trying to answer the questions that our listeners have, and continuing to peek behind the curtains of, of how we can all make small steps to healthy living. Now, this podcast came from the idea that we get a lot of questions, and sometimes in the podcast we have a scripted topic, or we, we try to answer questions that we kind of assume uh, you will have. Today, my, my guest doesn't know the questions I'm asking, and his job is to answer the questions as honest and clear and simple as he can. So I told him that he has to kind of get to the point of the answer because I'm going to ask questions, and I think you'll find that these are pretty fun questions. So you're in the hot seat. So a couple of things before we begin. Well, now he's worried about the questions. No, I just, uh, if any of you have uh, kids at home, you'll know sometimes that your kids, uh, you know, will want to get you a little uncomfortable. It's all good. But um, anyway, I just wanted to touch base real quickly. We talked last week about protein, and I've had tremendous amount of feedback on that. So if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that, podcast because I think it's really simple people start to get it and then the week before that we did it on creatine and so again if you haven't heard those two podcasts I think they kind of go back and forth together I like the dialogue many times when I'm listening to the podcast myself um, I wish I would have added this or that or vice versa and um, both those podcasts I thought were you know pretty much to the point so if you haven't listened to them check them out and again you can share them because many people are having these same questions and that, like Matt says, the genesis behind this is the questions we're getting. Rashawn's getting them, Matt's getting them, I'm getting them. So again, keep them coming, we're happy to help you. And, and always remember that we are on a mission to help you. So everybody's journey is a little challenging. We all are learning things, we don't have all the answers. 
but uh, we will help you any way we can. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us and we'll, we'll try to get back to it with you as quick as possible. So anyway, that's my beginning um, opening. All right, so he's delayed a little bit to get in the questions, but we're now <laughs> now back to the questions. So ten, I got questions. Some of them might have two-part questions. I'll try to expand on them if I think they add value to the to the answer. Um, some of them are fun. Some of them are valuable. Some of them might be getting outside of the comfort zone. So first question, um, what's your favorite cardio exercise for yourself? My favorite cardio exercise is playing. And so I love to play. I mean, paddle ball is probably the one that I get the most cardio and, and I really love playing. So I really love to play. So anything that has to do with playing, and that includes hiking. And has that changed over the years? Like not the play part, but the type of play? So you're now playing paddle ball. You probably probably didn't. played basketball back in the day. We used to play a lot of tennis. So I still kind like of to snow ski. And changes. Mm-hmm. And I and again I like doing that. I find that it I realize certain things I can move better, not better, or whatever. But yeah, I like playing's a big thing for me. And I look at that. And some people are like, oh, that's not cardio. And reality is, yeah. Um, Rashawn, get- next time what we'll do is I'll answer how I think he's going to answer, and then I get points based on. How- so right now I'm one for one. I knew that was going to be his and answer. Not, and, and just a sidebar there too is I really like doing the mini trampoline. It's effective. It doesn't hurt me. I can I can really take it up a notch. I can work on my balance. So, and if people ask me all the time, how long do you do it for? I do it for a minute in between while I'm doing strength training. So that's a typical thing to do. And then in the last piece is I do calisthenics. So those are the three things. I rarely get on a cardio piece of equipment. I don't really like to go out and run, but I really like to do calisthenics, the mini trampoline, and most importantly, play. Now, I like to run, not saying that you can't run or do it, but for you specifically, you like to play mini trampoline. How about a percentage of your structured exercise devoted to cardio? Can you throw a percentage on it? I would probably say 10%. 10%. Okay. But again, part of, we were talking about this last night, we had dinner with um, a really group of, great group of people, but Harry Bender, I went to school with Dan Bender, and it was Jody Ball and Dean Grace and Denny Hilliard and all these wonderful friends of, you know, all of us together for, you know, 45, 50 plus years. And Dan's uh, dad, Harry, turns 98 in, uh, in March. But we had dinner last night, and we talked a lot about um, back in the day that if you're strength training and you're really doing anaerobic, that leads into you know, getting your cardiovascular system. And we talked a lot about that when we were in grad school, that many people thought that you know, Dan was just a muscle guy. In reality, he was just an overall beast from a cardio standpoint, too. So... I think people miss the boat sometimes with strength training. We were just in Chicago and, um, and doing an event, and I looked in this gym at the Hyatt, and they had $300,000 worth of cardio equipment and probably just a, a 20 by 10 little strength area. So that, that's changing in our world today. Okay. Uh, question two, what's your favorite strength training movement? And let's do it one upper body, one lower body. Well, I, I think I'm not going to give you one, but I would say a push-up <laughs> and a pull-up would be my upper body favorites. Okay. Because I don't really need a lot of equipment for that, or a lat pull-down if I don't have a pull-up. But those would be my two upper body, and my lower body would be some type of squat. Now, push-up, pull-up. Uh, what's the number that you're shooting for there from a push-up? How many push-ups are you doing? I know we're talking form and stuff, but... Well, really, I target try to do about anywhere between... 10 and 20 push-ups, but really I work on my speed 
and my technique, scapular retraction. And again, I can change my hip position. So if my hip position is a little higher, I can put a little more you know, emphasis, a little more force into my, in my chest. So I mean, again, I'm not gonna overdo it, but um, you know, I can do more than that. But again, it's the quality, the speed. You remember back in your 30s, 20s, a time where you're doing a lot of push-ups? Yeah, and again, I was challenging myself the other day, but um, yeah, we you know we do sets of forty or fifty, and but again, back to the quality. The quality probably wasn't the same as it is today, so I really try to work on that quality of that. And then in the pull-up, the same thing. Um, I can't do even close to the amount of pull-ups I used to be able to do. So if I can do five to eight really perfect pull-ups, I'm pretty satisfied with that. Versus, you know, back in the day, I probably could do close to you know 25 really good pull-ups so but that doesn't that's not I don't have that power like I used to so push-up pull-up lower body squat and then maybe some type of lunging movement is again I'm going to always add that in there but again if you can get people to do some type of lap pull down or a, a, a chest movement like a modified push-up whatever and then get them to do lower body squats and maybe some type of lunge with their body weight they're going to be pretty mobile and effective over as time goes on well, Rashawn, we'll have to get him on video, seeing how many pull-ups he can do. Keep him honest. <laughs> I uh, said I can't do 25. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Can't do 10. Well, I can do 10, but anyway, they're not so, so this, good. So this leads to, I mean, right when you're saying here, what? so the third question, what is something you do right now in your 60s at 65 that you didn't do in your 30s, but if you could go back, you would do in your 30s? Oh, it's by f- for sure. It'd be mobility, flexibility mo- exercises. So what what were you thinking in your thirties? Didn't know. Didn't think it was would help. Didn't have time. I probably number one. I didn't have the knowledge. You know, I was doing basic stretches and stuff like that, but I didn't really know. I warm up. You Arm know, across the, the chest. Yeah. Touch the toes. Yeah. But the bottom around. line is, we're going to get into the gym and get busy. Versus reality is looking in the future. Can you move? What would better? it have helped you in the thirties? Well, again, we were squatting for, you know, sometimes we go in and squat for an hour. And so our <laughs> knees were messed up, our hips are messed up, our back's messed up, shoulders are messed up. Just release maybe the tension. Yeah, well, just, again, create that mobility, that flexibility that, you know, we didn't have. And so, again, you create upper cross syndrome and lower cross syndrome. And so if you're like squatting that. for an hour and then at that time. When we're not squatting for an hour, we're squatting, resting, squatting, resting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you're right. if all you're doing is squatting for yeah. your exercise. Wraps in the, in the, the you're wrapping the, the knees. The belts and yeah. You're barely walking out of there. Yeah, it can barely move. Yeah. So what did what did the next day while you're on the job delivering butternut bread or delivering Frito-Lay? I mean, that's that's a labor job where you're in and out of the I truck. I remember sometimes I could barely move. <laughs> He's cool. So here I am in my mid, you know, late, you know, mid 20s late 20s and you know i don't i'm walking like i can barely move so but your legs were big my legs were huge oh yeah you squat a lot <laughs> yeah Split that's the pants. point yes the, how, how much can you squat again back to that mentality so i would that's what i would change i would really change and maybe you know at the time you're not so focused i mean you know you want to be big look good feel you know that kind of thing and i feel is there good. any is there any science behind if i work on my stretching and flexibility and mobility i'm not going to gain size is that a is that a belief that because we see the same thing happening right now it's how big can you get well i remember talking to walt reynolds one day and it's just being about intentional i mean there's so many there's so many things you could do but we only have so much time what are you going to focus on 
So it's, can you can you be build mass and can you have flexibility? Do you think oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. you're looking at some of the if you looked at some of the most elite, let's say back in the day, um, but even bodybuilders, po- power lifters. Yeah, or, and so they would take you know dance classes and things like that. So they create create that you mobility, know, that mobility, flexibility. So yeah, I, th- I mean the human body is incredible, but when the body looks this way. I mean, back to whatever it is, it has that function. Form follows function. So if a cheetah looks like a cheetah, you know the cheetah can run fast. And there's no reason you see some of these really powerful-looking, you know, men and women that can really move today. And they look like they, you know, they're just... Yeah, look at some of these football players. They're 300-plus I mean, they, pounds yeah, they, moving. Yeah, they look like bodybuilders, and they're, they're, they're just gazelles. And so, yeah, you're seeing more of that and much more sophistication of training, um, the strength coaches and things like that, a lot more emphasis on that. So that's what I would do. I would go back in time. I'd spend a lot more time in that. And to me, my flexibility is a lot better now than it was probably when I was in my 30s. Nice. Uh, question four. So this morning, this is this is real, right off the hot press, I was getting a smoothie, and um, the woman next to me ordered a coffee. So I was at Whole Foods getting a smoothie. And she asked the woman helping, can you leave some space in that coffee? And also, can I buy these two packets of uh, collagen? They're in these like packet sleeves. So she's buying a coffee, buying these collagen packets, and she's going to add it to her coffee. And my question to you is, what is she expecting? So that's my first question. I got two-part question here. But what is she expecting adding two sleeves of collagen to a cup of coffee in the morning. It was 8.20 in the morning. Well, I don't know what she's expecting, but one of the things I would probably just guess is that she's thinking that's going to help her skin and her hair and her nails and, you know, maybe help her muscle and, you know, help her lose weight. So that's really what I think she's expecting. But reality is, is, you know, you're not putting real food in your body. We talked about that last week. So for me, and I actually do have a podcast all on collagen, but so so the, to me that that's a belief that's really hard to change. That box of belief is nailed shut. That that's what they believe. That hey, I'm going to get that because that's the routine. That's obviously a routine they. But developed. let me go to this next question because this this is what I think keeps me up at night. Not really, but it could. Is how did that become a thing? So you're talking about beliefs. That it's going to be hard to change this belief now. Even though from if you're looking from Mars and you're seeing this person put powdered collagen into a coffee, you're thinking, what was this person consuming? But how, how did that even become a thing? Like if you said 30 years ago you'd put collagen in your coffee, people would say, what's wrong with you? Like well, let's just say yeah. your dad, my, my grandpa, our grandparents, my grandma that drank coffee, you tell them that you're putting in this collagen powder in their coffee, they'd say, don't touch my coffee. How did this become a thing? Well, it becomes a thing, number one, is there's, there's a lot of, there's lack of knowledge. And so when you have lack of knowledge, you can be herded in lots of different directions. So the herd mentality is everywhere today. And so, hey, I see the social influencer doing this, or I heard this, my girlfriend talking about this, or my, you know, my boyfriend or you know, spouse or whatever, the, the coal, there's this lack of knowledge. You don't even know what's in there. And so to me, if you don't know what's in there, you're going to be easily pushed in multiple directions. And you see somebody and you're like, man, I want to look like them. And it's going to make my skin better and hair better. And it's very 
you know, convincing, but there's lack of knowledge. In fact, you know, so that's the challenge. So I always ask the question, like I was just in Chicago speaking uh, two days ago, and one of the questions I said, so what would you need to know to change your belief? And it really hit the audience like, hmm, what would I need to know to change my belief? So what would that person need to know? Probably a lot more than they should need. Mm -hmm. And it would be multiple things. But if they could just open that box up of beliefs and let it breathe just for a second, just, just sniff it a little bit, then that might get them to, hmm, maybe I need to rethink what I'm actually putting my body, my pristine body, putting in collagen and coffee, especially in the morning. Yeah, I, I found it. It's it's normal, nothing wrong yeah, with her choices, yeah. but I just found it to be something. And again, we try not to be that police, but sometimes I feel the same way. I'm like, what are they thinking? <laughs> or what what knowledge don't, don't they have? Yeah, I think the bar is so low. And I think as we age, you know, I mean, that's one of the things inspiring about Jack LaLanne. I mean, the guy was 70 years old. He's pulling 70 boats. All right, we got to get you on a boat. Well, you did p- pull a boat because you almost it. ruined my boat, but we'll get into that story <laughs> later. All right, last question. Then I actually have a bonus question, so I lied, but you've done good so far. Um, what's the biggest challenge you see to, uh, let's, just, let's just call it society from a health standpoint. What's the biggest challenge or roadblock that that's, we really have to tackle? Well, first is knowledge we're a a very illiterate society from it comes from a health standpoint people just don't know what they don't know and there's so much confusion around it so step number one is we have to start looking at this you asked me this question years and years ago what would you do differently we need to we need to educate our kids at an early age when you say knowledge a lot of people would say well we have more information can you create the nuance of why that's different there, because it's not, it's not all the stuff out there. It's what people actually can practice. To me, that's knowledge. So knowledge is what you actually Knowledge do. and wisdom. Wisdom is really practicing what you know, which is the knowledge. So to me, I guess it would be more wisdom. So wis- wisdom is practicing the knowledge you know. Right. So again, are you practicing? I mean, I, I know that diaphragmatic breathing is good for me, but do you really, really, if you have the knowledge, it's almost impossible to have high blood pressure if you change how you breathe. How many people don't know that? So you've heard that meditation or yeah, they meditation might, might be it, too extreme or we've they heard that wisdom, changing the not breathing. Practicing. Or they, they, they've, they've you know, heard or knowledge that maybe, you know, whatever it might be from a nutrition standpoint that or omega standpoint, are good for them. you know, why is our society not doing strength training? And you don't need any equipment. So it's not a barrier, but why don't we? So if you want to move as you age, you need to strength that's, train. That's a good. So wisdom is... Practicing, practicing the knowledge you have. Nice. So, and so that's the big thing I see is that we got to increase knowledge. You have and to wisdom. increase that. And number two, you have to start creating support systems and environments that support that. Reward, support, not make people feel ashamed or whatever. Yeah. So again, it, it should be more of a instead of having pharmaceuticals advertised every night on TV, why don't we have some tips? You know, some basic tips that doesn't cost a dime versus... Well, good luck with that. Yeah, good (laughs) luck with that. But again, I think that's the big thing in the future is you you create this, but then you got to start creating better environments, better options for people with food, 
if you're in an airport or whatever, that's the challenge. So maybe one of the biggest challenges that you're kind of saying is as we oversaturate our minds with all this information and clickbait, we're really not creating any knowledge or wisdom. We're confusing, we're dabbling, we're, we're paralyzed. Too much, too much information. Yeah, and it's no different it. in politics. It just, you know, again, I'm going to do the, I'm going to jiggle this over here to confuse you over there. And then, you know, so that's the challenge with, with, you know, from a health standpoint is it's the knowledge, it's the wisdom. How do you put that in practice? And then you start creating support systems around that. All right. So you passed the first 10. We got two, we got three bonus questions. These are kind of fun. And then you're off the hook. What's your favorite food overall? Could be healthy, not healthy. What's your favorite food overall? I probably would go some type of Italian, whether it's spaghetti, lasagna, or pizza. Mm. Okay, what's your favorite health food? Oh, I would, it would be, I mean, I would probably say my superfood. I mean, my oatmeal on the run recipe that I think it's the best, I, I create the best oatmeal in the world. That It's pretty good. I had it yesterday. It's yeah. always surprisingly so, good. To me, that I really look forward to my oh, oatmeal Sean, you like run. that oatmeal on the run? And But I, I'm such a huge fan of wheatgrass and cod liver oil. Yeah. The, I like the oatmeal on the run as the answer there. So, What's your favorite junk food? So lasagna, Italian, you know, it could get good quality. But if you were, if you were like, let me, let me, get down on some junk food what would the favorite junk food be oh i don't i wouldn't consider it junk food i mean Kristen is always talking about this but to me i think i don't want to call it junk food but my favorite dessert is pie so if i can get a real deal you know really high quality ingredients and maybe even some ice cream with that, the real good stuff. I like that answer, but let's go something that you can buy in a box or a package. If you just were like, okay, I just want to taste this one day. Well, I would go back in time because my mom, I mean, she loved, I mean, we had Snickers and Reese's Pieces and Three Musketeer bars and Heath bars and you, you name it, we had all of it. You know, Little Debbie's, you know, Twinkies, blah, blah, blah. But my mom would buy these Hostess pies. So that's where it started. That's where the pies came from. And they came that from the bag. would be, they had chocolate pies and cherry they pies. They still make them? They still make them. Mm. So right. if, you, if you caught me, if I was hiding somewhere, and I'm like, okay, my last supper, I probably would get one of those Hostess <laughs> okay. pies. Hostess pies. So if you want to send them a gift. And they're, they're <laughs> so unhealthy. Hostess pies. Yeah, they'll probably outlive you. They would outlive show, me, for sure. Show. Mm -hmm. All right, well, good job. We did the questions for the prevention guy. I thought they were a good range of questions. Um, as always, we're going to try to be consistent with the podcast each week. Some days and weeks we'll be traveling and can't get to it, but uh, we're really adamant about it. We're trying to really bring as much value, and the more we hear from you, the more value we bring. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Tab as I uh, – He's one of my favorite Marines. I wore his hat today. Give him a little shout out. But thanks for listening. Enjoy wherever you are this summer. And we'll see you next week.